Everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. My name is Heidi. And I'm Stephanie, and welcome to this Tuesday, and it's already dark outside, Heidi. Yes, it is. Twilight, I mean, it's pitch twilight black outside. Tuesday. I was going to say it's Twilight Tuesday, but it's not even Twilight Tuesday. No, it's already dark. It's dark. It's dark Tuesday. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> I know. The season is I, changing. Well, you know, it's amazing how how much daylight we're losing every day right now, right? And I know that the the um, solstice, or is it the equinox? The equinox is on Wednesday, yep. uh, Thursday, excuse me. Yep. So, yeah, it's the equal light and dark equinox. And it's getting so, there. Mm-hmm. Quick. It yep. is. Yep, it's crazy talk. But is... then you think it's halfway to us creeping into the getting lighter. So, and we've That's got so true. much so there's so much fun, I think, mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. this equinox and Yule. Yep. There's so much packed there in there is. that kind of makes it go really fast. Really fast. Yeah. Yeah, and then we turn the corner, and it starts getting light again. It does, it does. So but we were just—I was just thinking when we were here in June, it was like full-on sunlight in here. Remember, it was super bright because it was June. Because we had done a séance right before the <laughs> yes. show, and it was so bright in here, it was like, oh my god! Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah it was really bright. But yeah, but it's fun. So we are in the studio tonight. We are. We're here, live and in person. We're live and in person. Everything's working. Everything's working, which is amazing. Because I don't have Yay. any of my haunted stuff here. Yay. Yeah. Which is also yeah. lovely. Yeah. Because that put everything on the fritz on Halloween when we did our show we did. last year. We had all that wild stuff hanging around. That's yeah. Why. It was really mm-hmm. un- unnatural. Well, we had a spoon. It was a good thing I had my microphone because we wouldn't have been able to do the show. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we did. Yeah. So everything's fully functioning tonight. We're here. It's great. Love it. It's fabulous. So what you been up to? Oh, just uh, this and that. And I fly out on Thursday for Tokatai's um, funeral on Friday. And it's it's a several-day event, you know, mm-hmm. so we're there for a few days. But, yeah, it's going to be sad. There's going to be a lot of people there, and it's just going to be crazy and very honored to be a part of it. They have asked, Raynell has asked both Casey and I, and actually the whole Toki TV crew to be um, pallbearers mm. for 
for Toki, you mm-hmm. know, so it's not quite the way. No, not what you wanted, not what anyone wanted, but she, but she'll be home. She'll be home and she has brought a ton of awareness yes. to yes. the, you know, the whales in captivity Yes, and getting them back home. Well, and not even just them, but her family needs and our her help. family. Yeah. You know, we've talked mm-hmm. about this with Howard for years about those dams on the Snake River that need to be pulled down. Mm-hmm. And you know, he has been posting all kinds of stuff because they did get rid of the dams on um, the river there by the Center for Whale Research facility. And he and he's there, and, and the salmon are just big and fat and all over the place, and they're mm-hmm. all getting out into the Salish Sea. So this is what we need. And there's, this is what we need. There's more. I read another article just today, and I've seen it a few times now, where there's another. There's some dams in uh, California now, too, that they're opening up. And yep. so, so it's really help. going to uh, change the dynamics of, so. of, you know, just the cycle of life, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And how many people and animals are going to well, benefit. And the thing is those dams are worthless. They're not they're not doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. They the amount of electricity they produce is nothing. Right. There's no need for them to be there. Right. Yeah. And um so yeah, that's that's the next step. And I mean, you know, and I was out there and we did ceremony for Toki and we were in the we were in the sea and her voice was very loud and clear and it was, you know, don't cry for me. Mhm. I'm home. I'm happy. But take care yeah, take care of the family, and that's what you're going to be doing, and that's perfect. And she, so her gift is um, going to carry on. Yes. You know, this is going to be a thing for many Absolutely. generations to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's the next phase. You know, after we get our girl back where she belongs, then we can full steam ahead. Yep. You know, for yep. the rest of it. So, we'll yeah. Help. Well, that'll be that'll family. be good. Good. And try to get quirky. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's still more work to be done. Yes, but, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But we are good. we are on a roll. So it's going to be a hard weekend, but mm-hmm. it'll be a good weekend because we'll all be there and it'll be just a really big healing weekend, I think, for all of us. Yeah. And it'll be very spiritual. Mm-hmm. So, good. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. How about you? Uh, lots of, well, because it is fall, uh, the paranormal investigating is ramping up like yep. nobody's business. So I've got a class tomorrow night. I've got one on Saturday night. That one is more of just an investigation, not mm-hmm. so much a class. Um, we're going to be up at the Christie House Museum, which oh, is really yeah. cool because... We had them on last week. Yep, and mm-hmm. that fundraiser is uh, its to help them. I saw a post on their Facebook page that they were asking for bids for uh, their new roof. They need a new roof, and they pay for the roof. That's right. And nice. it has to meet historic to, standards yeah. mm-hmm. because it's on the National Register. So... so yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. And there's no funding. It comes from yep. people taking tours and yep. some of some of the the fundraiser fundraisers that we're able to help with. I'm really glad that we can do that mm-hmm. because these are this is part of the the fabric of our country, yes. you know, some of these older homes and you know, it's really interesting how um one of the books in there and they didn't talk about this. But there's so much for that uh, for them to talk about. But they have a book in the house, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's available to anyone, but they showed us, I believe they showed us a book that was from the original Dr. Christie from the early 1900s. Oh, that's cool. That was handwritten oh, with. Oh, yeah, they talked about that last week. It was Native Medicines. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and yes. so they, they have this, so it was working with mm-hmm. Native people mm-hmm. to 
um, to bring their medicine Absolutely. to people in the area in central mm-hmm. Minnesota. And yeah. so, um, you know, it's such a, it, it's such an interesting mm-hmm. um, piece of history, yeah. you know, this combined Eastern West or not Eastern West uh, of um, Western medicine and native medicine. And yeah. so um, it's, a, it's just a really cool place. And, and the, the house itself is just magnificent. And mm-hmm. so to keep it, in good shape so that people from generations going forward can enjoy it and to learn about it is really important. So I'm happy that we can help lead that uh, this coming weekend. And then at Halloween, we'll be back and doing another fundraiser with them. So, so we've got a lot coming up, but a lot of paranormal classes. um, Yeah. We have a season too, because when I get back from Washington and we have the paranormal, the para connection Mm -hmm. happening in St. Cloud. So that's Mm going to be super fun too. That's really ramping up. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not going to be here for like five days of planning, so <laughs> I feel bad, but it is what it is, right? Well, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah. So it's busy, busy it time of year, really but, busy. but fun stuff. It is. For sure. Fun so, in the dark. So we have one of our favorite guests on the show tonight, <laughs> and she's actually right here in studio with us. Yay. Welcome back, Wendy Webb. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. I love coming and talking to you ladies. I know, it's so fun and it's been a while. We haven't seen you in person since COVID. Has, was it before COVID? I think, I guess I'm not sure. I think, maybe it was but right when it got started. I remember the last time I was here, you had your doll collection. Oh, oh it was Halloween. Oh, it was and Halloween I have then. talked yeah. about that doll collection. Yeah. So often. Good. It was very creepy and very cool. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to take any of those dolls home. No, <laughs> you don't have to. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> but it was Absolutely. really neat and it was a privilege to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's grown since you've seen it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you should. have to come back uh, yeah. this Halloween. You should maybe come back for our Halloween show because a lot of it will be here then. Right? I would yeah. like to. Because that's the weekend you have the open house. Too, yeah, right? I'll have start having weekend. a lot of stuff. Yeah, you mm-hmm. should come. Be with us. You can, I'm, you know, I'm here. Add your two you want me? To I'm the here. Show and you can see all the stuff. Yeah. And last year we had so much weird stuff happening that we our, our all Skype. of our electronics yeah. went crazy. And, oh my goodness. Oh yeah, it was it was touch and go for a while. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'd like to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Well, just since you're invited, we'll let you know when it is. <laughs> but how are you? So I'm well. I. Uh, I wanted to talk to you all. So my my current book out is mm-hmm. uh, The Stroke of Winter. Yep. And your listeners may know that I've set five books in a little town of my own creation, fooling nobody. It's Bayfield, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I've I've called it something else, Wharton. Mm-hmm. But um, this is the the fifth book I've set there. It's about a woman who goes back to her grandparents' home. To turn it into a bed and breakfast mm-hmm. inn. Her grandfather is a world famous painter, now gone. Mm-hmm. And as she's renovating, she comes upon paintings that don't really look like grandpa's paintings. Mm-hmm. They're very dark, and um, mm-hmm. she just gets a weird feeling when she looks at them, and they might even show. A murder. Yeah. And so she's thinking, well, who was grandpa? Mm-hmm. Um, what are these paintings? What is happening? So she's kind of plunged into this mm-hmm. mystery. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of strange and paranormal things yeah. that go on. It's a fun oh, yeah. book. It is a fun book. And and just the fact that that whole wing of the house was closed up and locked behind a door without a doorknob or anything, and the windows were blackened. and The you know, wing the was thing. closed up, and it was just really fun for yeah. me to cool. um, open that door, let's yeah. just say. <laughs> and all of the things that came with it yeah. will knock your socks off. Yeah. No, it was a good one, and then and then the, the the male character in there, and I can't remember his name. Her name was Tess, and Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah, and it was his grandfather that started Wharton, right? Yes, and, and actually, um, for the past few books, my readers know, and your listeners may know too, that um, I lost uh, both my mom and dad within the past few years, mm-hmm. and they show up in my books, and my dad shows up as a character in The Stroke of Winter. So many people I know have called me and said, well, Wendy, that's your dad. (laughs) Of course, that's your dad. But um, the more enjoyable um, things that I get are from readers saying, oh, that character sounded just like my dad. Mm -hmm. And it's an older guy who's in assisted living, Mm -hmm. who's still a charismatic storyteller, Maybe not realizing he's telling the same stories over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and any of us with aging parents have yeah. experienced that. And it was neat for me to put that down on the page and yeah. hear reactions from yeah. readers. Yeah, it was fun. Pops is not yeah, yeah. what they call them, Pops. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great book. So for those of you out there who are looking for a good book to read, you know, pick it up. And good Halloween it's, read. It's a good Halloween read. Yes, exactly. And it takes place in this, you know, crazy town called Wharton on Lake Superior. And yeah, it's just, and we still talk about the lake being a living, breathing spirit, which I love because it and is. And that was the whole inspiration behind me setting books there mm-hmm. in the first place was Lake Superior and the legends and the lore. And frankly, just the feeling that you get when you were standing yes. on the lake shore. Everybody who's done it understands what I mean. Mm-hmm. That lake can be benevolent mm-hmm. and kind and welcoming. Five minutes later, it can be angry. Um, and it's mm-hmm. just so powerful to me that is spirit mm-hmm. on earth. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. And we've done a few shows on Lake Superior, mm-hmm. just of itself yep. and the legends. Mm-hmm. The Gitchy Gumi stories, you know, and, and the whole, you know, the ships that have gone down and the, you know, the people are still on them and they look like you and I, except maybe a little waxy because it's so cold. That's right. You know? that's, yeah, that's how, what I, I sort of based Daughters of the Lake on. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I was actually working for a magazine up in Duluth at the time and I was talking to somebody who was running the Maritime Museum and they were saying, yeah, those shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. Not like other shipwrecks because the water is so cold and there's not that algae and everything in there and mm-hmm. a lot of those bodies are preserved. Christine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So it, that got my mind going. <laughs> if that's not a setting for a paranormal book, I, I don't know, know what is. Right? Mm. Right. Yeah. So you, this is, you have five books set in this town do your readers need to read them in any order? No, you know, they might want to, but they really don't need to. They're, it's not a series. But what I've done is I've set each book with different main characters, mm-hmm. different story, but 
you know, in small towns, you mm-hmm. run into people. Yes. So main characters in one book are minor characters in another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll run into people in the coffee shop mm-hmm. or sit and have lunch with yeah. somebody that my readers have known from other books. And it's fun for me, too, yeah. to bring those people back in. Well, and that's how it is in a small town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's cool that you can almost feel like you're in that small town when you recognize someone, yeah. you know, because you've been there before. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, Simon, how, how's it going? Well, Simon. Everybody loves well, Simon. Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody remembers Simon. Everybody loves Simon. <laughs> everybody's favorite. And that was my friend. That was based on my friend, Ken Anderson. Yeah. And he's always like, well, you know, I'm Simon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it is true. And I know in one of your books, the Bryn Wilder books, you talked about this rooming house that you've told us about for ages. Yes. And then COVID hit, and we've always thought that we should go up there and do an investigation and do a radio show. So we're going to try to hit that this coming year. I really year. I really want to do that. And I, the town is going to be so receptive to yeah. it. And especially Grunkies, they've got that book right up by the register, yeah. and they have a poster of it. Yep. And they tell people... Hey, it sat there, and I, I, I was there once. Uh, well, this was a couple of trips ago. I like to go to Bayfield a couple of times a year, um, and I was telling the ladies, I like to go and spend money. Yeah. You know, I like to <laughs> stay in the in the hotels. I like to eat in all the restaurants. I buy stuff just to say thank you to mm-hmm. that town for everything it has given me. And I was eating at Grunke's once, and people were recognizing me and they were like, Oh, that's, that's the author. And they're yeah, like, Oh, yeah. we were here to, <laughs> because of your books. And so it's cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to do that. We're going to, we're going to try to get it battened down on the calendar yes. and get it figured out because we, cause we were going to, I think the last time we saw you, we talked about this. Yes. And then COVID hit. So and then, then COVID hit. Just everything sh- just, everything shut down. shut down. So now we're back at it and mm-hmm. we need to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, in that town too, I mean, the hauntings there are just normal. Yeah. People who live there say, oh, yeah, it's haunted. Mm-hmm. And it's not anything you're running screaming up the road. It's, yeah, there's a ghost that lives in the house. Yes, yes. So I I would really love to come up and meet some of the ghosts in mm-hmm. Grunkies. Mm-hmm. I would love that. So we'll get that figured out. So that's for the future. But you are working on a new book I'm that sounds very intriguing. Book. And let, tell us about what's going on with that. So here's the story. I have a good friend who lives in Duluth, and he let me know that he recently purchased a house in Italy, in Abruzzo, which is in central Italy, mm-hmm. in a perfectly preserved medieval town. It's like walking into Game of Thrones. It's in a castle alleyways, tunnels, a little bit, it's all stone. And people ask me, so what are the houses like? And I, the only thing I can liken it to is townhouses. Mm -hmm. So it's like a stone structure around the castle and there are, you know, individual dwellings there. Mm -hmm. Um, And he asked me if I'd like to go and stay for a month. I thought about it for a nanosecond was yes. on a plane. Yeah. Totally. And so I was able to stay there in this 800-year-old wow. town. <laughs> a lot of strange things happened oh, yeah. around that visit. 
So um, I'll go back to when I got the call. I called my agent and said, hey, I'm going to spend a month in Italy. I think I'd like to, you know, think about setting a book there. So she goes running to my publisher right away and said, Wendy's going to Italy. And uh, she wants to set a book there. So I get a call from my editor who says, oh, hey, great. Um, What's the book going to be about? I had no idea. Out of thin air, I pull, um, a gal's going to be researching her family history and finds that she's descended from a long line of witches. (laughs) Great. Had the book contract before I got on the plane. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So on the flight, I start thinking, gee, I hope Italy has a tradition of witches. Yeah. (laughs) And otherwise, I'm not going to have anything real to go on. And I started researching. Yes, of course they do. But it was more um, brought home when I got there. Because unbidden, people didn't know me. Yes, I was new in town. Everybody got to know, oh, an American author's in town. Mm -hmm. But they didn't know what I was working on. Everybody was talking to me about witches. I was in a restaurant, sitting there eating my lentil soup. The region is famous for its lentils. Mm -hmm. And so I'm eating my lentil soup. Bartender comes over and sits down and says, so you're here. You're American author. Yes. So we start talking. And he said, you know what you ought to do? See that hill town over there? And he points out the window. And there, there are these hill towns. If anybody's been to Italy, they know what I'm talking about. Little fortified towns on the top of mm-hmm. mountains, yeah. let's just say. You see that over there? It's just like here. Only everybody there, all witches. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? So he told me about this witch festival they have there every year. On my birthday. Oh, nice. And what it is is a reenactment of um, what would happen if a mother thought that a witch had cursed her child. Oh. And what would happen then is the child would be ill with something. Obviously, it's the work of a witch, not a virus or anything, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. this is witchcraft here. And what they do is they take some of the child's clothes and the mother would walk out the door, and other women would join the mother, and they would walk through town, um, and they'd get to the piazza, and in the piazza, they'd burn the clothes. Spells broken. And that was a ritual that they used to perform in towns all over Italy. Really? um, Until very recently. Modern times. And in this town, they reenacted. It's like a big celebration, and they have people who are taking the roles of witches and people with townspeople. Um, But I just thought it was so interesting that it was on my birthday. Yeah. And, um, And then, so this friend of mine who owned the house came over with his wife and um, was staying in a, it's like a, it's almost like a duplex. Let's mm-hmm. just use modern vernacular. Mm-hmm. They were staying in the other part of it. Um, and they said, hey, we're going over to the, the Adriatic. Ooh. Do you want to come and we'll have lunch? 
And I thought, what? <laughs> what is my life even about oh, right now? Yeah, yes, yeah. I'll come. Adriatic. So we went and we met this friend of theirs. And we're sitting at the table. So there's like 10 of us sitting at a table. And this friend says to me, oh, Wendy, um, you might want to know my wife. And, it, I, you know, you're an author. You might think this is interesting. She is descended from a long line of witches. Yeah, he had he no idea. And my friend who was with me just put his head down on the table and went, what is your life? <laughs> what is happening to you right now? So I spent the afternoon walking along the beach talking to this woman, Violet, mm-hmm. who told me what it was like to grow up in a family whose mother, grandmother, great-grandmother were all witches, mm-hmm. I'm going to say healers, mm-hmm. and told me a lot of stories. And I told her finally, well, you know, this is the plot of the book I'm writing. Oh, and so she gave me all these great um, suggestions. So strange. Wow. It's, it was almost like I pulled the idea out of thin air, but did I? No. no. It, it, you it know, was meant for you to write. It was meant for mm-hmm. me to write, and there was so much validation along the way. Mm-hmm. So many wonderful things, um, loving things that happened. But, okay, so I told you that the strangest thing that's ever happened to me, and I live a life of strange happenings, yeah. um, happened there. And I wanted to tell it on the show, and me, if I would love to get your take on it, and I'd love to get your listeners' take on it too, because I want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first night I was in this house that was built 800 years ago. It was just newly renovated, and I was the first person to stay in it. Mm-hmm. And it was actually an old barn. Oh, um, cobblestone on the floor walls, ceiling, um, one big door and window that almost looked like the door of an old ancient church. Oh. It was this gorgeous, beautiful place. Went to sleep that night, and I woke up, and I couldn't move. And I felt like, and I was in the position that I fell asleep in, and I just couldn't move. And I felt like, I'm encased in a spider web. Oh. And so I'm like coming awake and thinking, well, if I can't, if I'm in Kate, how big is that spider? Right. And I looked up on the ceiling and there was a spider like the size of a chihuahua on the ceiling. Oh my God. Big black spider. And I could move then. I jumped out of bed. And in this house, the um, light, the overhead lights, the switches by the front door. Mm-hmm. So I had to get up, walk all the way across the room, turned on the light. I'm standing by the front door. So I'm wide awake mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That spider is still there. And I watched it kind of disappear into the ceiling. And I thought, oh, my God. How big are spiders here in Italy? And there's got to be this crack in the ceiling. I'm the first one to stay here. And I crept over and I got up on my bed and started looking at the ceiling. There was no crack. There was no nothing. There was no place for an enormous spider to go. 
And I'm just standing there and I, you know, poured a glass of water and sat down and started. It was hard to get an inner uh, cell phone connection, but I got one. I went like, you have to go like by the door mm-hmm. to get it. And then, <laughs> and I started researching spiders in Abruzzo yeah. because it was that real. There are no spiders that big. No. In Italy mm-hmm. and, uh, or anywhere. Mm-hmm. I still to this day do not know what happened. I was wide awake. I do not sleepwalk. I can see it like waking up. That could have been like me kind of waking up in a dream. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I was wide awake when I turned that light on and I saw that spider. Any thoughts? I'm there researching witchcraft to write a story about witches. Hmm. I could go all different places with that. I know, me too. I'm, I'm thinking my mind is racing. I'm, I will need to tap in intuitively, but then I have to be quiet, and I don't want to be quiet on the radio show. Maybe I'll think about it during the mm-hmm. commercial break, because we've got one coming up in a couple minutes here. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that I want to take that long either. But Did you stay there another night, or was it just Well, that was your first oh, night there. there uh, almost a month. Night. It was a yeah. month. Oh, that was where you that stayed. Was, yeah, that oh, was where oh, I stayed. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the first place. night of the month. Oh, and you never <laughs> that saw it again. That was the first time. No, I never saw it again. Um, and I, you know, I'm a big dreamer, um, but this was the first time that I, I was awake, fully, completely awake because I had to walk, I, I, you know, walk. 20 feet yeah. to get to the, you know, and I turned on the light. So all the lights in the place were on. Mm-hmm. Blazing, and you still saw it, and I still ceiling. saw it there, and I watched it disappear. Yeah. Okay. Here's what here's what I'm what they're telling me about this. So you get this download before you even went, right? You, oh, I heard you're writing a book. What is it about? Witches, mm-hmm. right? You get this download from spirit, and so your first night there, because I'm like, why is it the first night there? Well, it's not an accident. Spirit doesn't make accidents, no. right? So you've got this animal that comes through that is intentional you're supposed mm-hmm. to see it and the 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 part where you can't move feels like sleep paralysis that's why in the beginning of your story i'm like well, I don't, yeah. that's not. but then the spider i'm like looking at them and they said no that's that was one of your spirit animals while you were there to write the book to follow me here weave the web <gasps> oh that makes Wendy total web. sense doesn't it right so it's helping you weave. So it was yeah. there while you were writing because it was helping you cultivate this this story and keep channeling energy from spirit. That makes total sense, doesn't it? See, that makes total sense to me because people, you know, I've told people the story and they said, why did you stay night number two? I wasn't necessarily afraid. Mm-hmm. It didn't, you know... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid. I just thought, what? what is it? And you yeah. wouldn't feel afraid from something that is a spirit animal. Right. Even it could be the scariest animal. A spider the size of a chihuahua is no, no joke, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, typically most people would be afraid even if it disappeared and you're like, oh, that was my imagination or whatever. You'd still be freaked out. But there's this energy, this underlying energy when it's a spirit animal that we know that we're safe. 
and that that is there for us for some reason, even if you don't know the reason, because mm-hmm. it's it's that energetic connection that comes through. That's almost like the the connection between a parent and a child. Like you just know, yeah, this is this is meant to be. And so, um, so yeah, that's when I looked at them. I'm like, well, what's with that spider? Like the sleep thing is like, I'm we can get rid of that because that's irrelevant. But the spider, and that's what they said. And it was one of your spirit animals to help in this cultivation of the story or this weaving of this of this tale. The web. Ah. Weaving of the web. Well, maybe I can call on him. I'm about halfway. Well, I'm more than halfway through now. I'm winding up the mm-hmm. book now, so maybe I can. Yeah. Call on my yeah. spider to absolutely to help me kind of tie up those loose mm-hmm. threads. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the ending. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and you'll have to let us know if this. And even if it doesn't appear, appear, right. it's still yeah. it, that big like introduction mm-hmm. of like, hey, first night here, you're really getting this going. It may not appear like that again, but that doesn't mean the energy is not going to be with you while you're, you're writing. Yeah. So yeah, call on it. Just imagine what you saw when you saw it the first time and mm-hmm. just say, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'd like help over this or, hey, you know, if I can get inspired to figure out this, you know, as you're figuring out different parts of whatever, um, that is, yeah, call on your spider. I will call on the spider. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Cool. Oh. Hi, one of Heidi's spirit animals is the spider. So. That's one of my power animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Power animals. That's, you, you talked about the, the paper cut and was a spider bite. And so ever since then. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Spider girl, spider yeah. girl. Oh my gosh, we've blown past thirty minutes. We yeah. got to go to commercial break. Um, so stay with us for more with Wendy Webb. This is the Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para X Radio Network. As you go about your daily life, look closer. Every year across America, a staggering four point two million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth, 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. Are you haunted by shadow people in the middle of the night? Do you secretly love all things creepy and spooky, enjoying ghost stories and horror fiction from the best storytellers? Do you have a true ghost experience you want to share, but no one will believe you? If yes, listen to the professionals on What Are You Afraid of? Horror Paranormal Show, Friday nights at 9 p.m. on ParaX Radio and at www.whatareyouafraidofpodcast.com. What are you afraid of on ParaX? Our creepy and demented hosts are on call to provide you with all your spooky needs with true ghost stories, interviews, indie music, and new horror fiction. We are ready to scare you. Para X. Are you looking for a supernatural radio show that is informative and fun? A show with topics such as ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic energy, spirits, cryptids, and more, hosted by paranormal investigators with years of investigations under their belts? Then look no further than the calling 2.0, powered by the Sim Crew. Hosted by paranormal investigator Jerry and psychic medium Valentina, along with others. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on the Para-X Radio Network.
source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we have local author Wendy Webb with us tonight in studio mm-hmm. here. Uh, we're all together and yes. we've just had a load of fun in our first half. <laughs> hearing all sorts of your fun stories, uh, your books, your writing and adventures. So thank you for being with us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. I just love coming and talking with you. Oh, we love it. It's almost like a therapy session. It's like <laughs> this weird thing happened, that weird thing happened. What is it? What happened? Perfect. Good. It is, I it love is it. Good. It is good. I know. We all we used to all say that too when we all got together. It was like a crazy, well, buzzy energy, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't sleep really yep. at night because it's just afterwards. It's like yeah, like, so. fun. Yeah, I good. Think you're, you're right in the bunch. You fit right in. I fit right in. <laughs> My people. Well, this is awesome. So, so the new book. So you're not finished with it yet, but soon. I'm almost finished with it. Yep. And um, I have another one too that um, I have been working on. So I kind of have two in the in the hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like it breaking out. Like we mentioned, I've set five books now in yeah. my little Wharton, my little town, and I will go back there and I'll set mm-hmm. more books there. But it's been kind of fun to break out and yeah. put it in a different setting. I, I always felt like I don't want to murder my uh, murder. She wrote myself. Like how many yeah. weird things can happen in the one little town? Right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, so it's fun to kind of break out and set it in another place. And this was really, the town was called Santo Stefano di Sassanio, and it's in central Italy in Abruzzo, and it really is a perfectly preserved town. It's just as it was. Um, you were talking about the house that you were at being on the Register of Historic Places. I don't know if they have that in Italy, but it, there's, I mean, it's like walking into the middle ages. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And that's awesome. People live there and there's a lot of little shops. And, um, I got a lot of inspiration from those. Yeah. Cool. Well, and there's gotta be crazy paranormal activity there too. There has to be. I mean, well, you're sensitive, aren't you? You, you yeah. have some abilities. Did yes. you sense things where you stayed and throughout the place? I, oh, it just, it, it really just had a, a of, it was almost like time traveling, mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And I was there in April, and there weren't a whole lot of tourists there. It does get tourist activity. I was there on Easter Sunday, actually, and the place was filled with Italians. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, they come to see their history. Yeah. Um, and it just is teeming with, I mean, every step you take is into the past Mm -hmm. and these little shop, you know, like there was one honey shop and I've got a honey shop in my, um, Mm -hmm. in my book. And I'm thinking, are you making a living selling honey? Honey? Yes, they do. And really, and wool. And so they've got little sweaters and mittens and things that they knit from the wool that's right there. And it's just a very ancient way of, living sounds lovely i i loved it i loved it and the whole town too um it seemed to me being there there are two 
families of feral cats. One was a calico family, and one was a black and white family. So there are these two, and they're everywhere. And <laughs> I love kitties. Yeah, and and all the shops have little bowls out and oh, of course, feed them and yeah, give them water. That's yeah. awesome. It was it was neat. So is it less expensive to live there? Because if you sell honey for a living, I mean, how much can you possibly make? Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I've, it's got to be. I mean, yeah. it, you know, a lot of these towns in Italy, like this town, Santo Stefano, um, was bustling in the Middle Ages mm-hmm. and had a lot of trade, you know, maybe through the 1800s. But then during modern times, it kind of fell into disrepair as the younger people left for big cities Mm -hmm. and um, how this was um, kind of renaissance was a guy came in in the seventies and thought, this is awesome. This is absolutely preserved. People want to see this. And so he opened a hotel, but it wasn't a hotel. Like we know of a hotel. Mm -hmm. There's a central office and they call it um, Obergio Diffuso. Um, and it's diffuse. So it's, um, a central office and then the rooms are little homes throughout, like in rooms in the castle, Mm -hmm. um, little homes around town. And so that's where you stay and you really get a sense of what it's like to live there. It was, yeah, it's just breathtaking. And I mean, the drive up. I write about it in the book. It was a foggy day when we, and by the way, driving in Italy, I could write a whole book <laughs> about <laughs> driving in I've heard. the country of Italy. Yeah. And you can't rent an automatic. It's all, they're all six shifts. Yeah. And I hadn't driven a six shift in yeah. 25 years. Yeah. And so I'm like practicing in the parking garage you know, when I picked up the car, I was like, okay, now I guess I remember this. But, and then it's a hill town. And they, and you think, oh, hill. No, it's a mountain town. Yeah. And you drive up a tiny little one lane yeah. road without any guardrails in the fog. Mm-mm. It was terrifying. Recipe <laughs> for disaster. It was. It was. I thought, okay, one sheep runs out and mm-hmm. it's over. Game mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Yeah. But um, wow! It was just everything about it was just awesome. The people were just great, and yeah. um, that's so and cool. I loved it. I'm going to be going back in the summer. My friend wants to create a festival, Mm-mm. a witch festival of their own, oh, witch festival, and um, with me, and so we're going to do that. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. So I'm curious if this experience going to Italy and kind of having this book come about from your travel, are you inspired to do more of this, maybe different locations? Yeah, I I really am. Um, I hadn't been to Europe in a long time, like decades. And now that I've gone to Italy, it's like, what, what have I been doing? Mm-hmm. Why haven't I been doing this? And a, a, the setting for a next book um, that I've got kind of in the far reaches of my mind, um, 
my brother was big into ancestry research, mm. speaking of that. And he's traced a line of our family to Cornwall, England. Mm-hmm. In the 1500s, he can trace us back to. Mm-hmm. And there are still buildings. So he traces our family back to a pub that's still there. Oh, wow. It's oh, still fine. named after us. Oh, cool. And um, I would like to go there and see what Cornwall is all about because that is like the set of every Gothic English novel that there is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'd like to stake Absolutely my yeah. claim into that part of my heritage. Oh, that's fun. That would be yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're buying yeah. a trip there next summer? Pardon? You're going to go there next summer? I, or think, no, I would like Italy. to. Well, I'm going to be, in, there, but if I'm going to be in Italy, you can hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're there. Already. And just yeah. stay for, you know, a little while and yeah. rent a little cottage and see what that's all about. Nice. The English cottage with yeah. the thatched roof. Yeah. Yes. And the ghosts in the yard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've investigated in England and it's, it's really awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So, all right. That's yep. going to so be you got to do that. That is going to be a plan. But it's really neat to go. My dad, um, I've got a lot of Italian relatives, and my dad was in Italy during the war. And it was just neat to kind of have that connection and um, know that, you know, Mm -hmm. I had people there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was neat. Fun. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Wow. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. Well, and two, I, um, of course, the food in Italy is everything. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how it was in my family, too. I realize that I'm putting into this book, too. It's like anything that was ever said in my family was said at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, do you want something to eat? And let me get you something and let's sit down and we'll, you know, talk over food. And so I've got that in the book, too. And I think I'm going to put some recipes in. This woman that I met um, who was descended from the witches said, you know what you should do is you should put a little recipe in each chapter. And one that she told me that I'm going to try in Mm -hmm. the spring, she said what they would always do is collect the first daisies that poke their heads out of the snow in the spring because those flowers are very strong to be able to come up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. poke their way through. Right. And so what she does is she takes them and, and cuts them up and puts them in um, her family's salt shaker. And so every time they shake salt on their food, mm-hmm. they're shaking strength oh, from those daisies cool. onto their food. That sounds like a little witchcraft right there. That's a little witchcraft right there. Mm -hmm. So um, those kinds of things are going in. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing more research and I've been in touch with her. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. to get it right, I feel like a lot of my books, I just make stuff up. Mm -hmm. But in this, I want to really do my research and get things right. Not just guess at them. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun though too, and yeah. it, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a neat twist too to the book. You know, to add something like that that just gets sprinkled mm-hmm. throughout the book. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm and, excited for that. And I've talked with a lot of people. I was just talking with a guy today who, um, his wife is Italian, and he was telling me about her um, great-grandmother who he said, well, she was, she was a witch. Like, okay. And what, you know, when people say that, I think what they mean is healer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman, if any member of her family was sick, she would take that sickness. Mm-hmm. Like he said, you know, her mother would get migraines and the grandmother would come and mm-hmm. take the migraine. Mm-hmm. And I love that too. Mm-hmm. And you know, immediately what I said is that such um, that's such a motherly thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when my son was growing up, he got migraines, and I would have given anything to be able to take that mm-hmm. pain away. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's such a motherly thing. That's such a motherly yeah. thing to do. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. So I like that, and you know, there's a lot of connotations when you say witch, but that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, there's many types of witches too, yeah. you know, and so mm-hmm. um, there are all the different uh, faces, you know, mm-hmm. of anything really, yeah. you know, but of course our uh, society and media and, you yes. know, whatever has made one the predominant viewpoint of a witch, which is not good, mm-hmm. but exactly a lot of a lot of good witches out there. Absolutely, a lot of good witches out there. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And re- talking about recipes in your last book, um, you talked about this stew that was made with um, dark beer. Oh my god, it's so good. Do you make it? Yes, you have to send me the recipe. It is oh so gosh. it's so easy and it's so you, good. So you're many people this have book asked. and it's like, oh my god! Now <laughs> I just want this stew. It just sounds so good because she's like a chef. She's like a cook, yeah. You know, and she's you know she's always cooking something. But this stew was like, oh my god! It was just yum. I do make it. It's very easy um, for your listeners. It's it's called a harvest stew. Yeah, and you take. Root vegetables, mm-hmm. any kind of, you know, carrots, um, it, rutabaga is mm-hmm. really good in it, parsnips, mm-hmm. um, onion, yep. celery, and um, garlic. Yep. Saute that up, bottle of dark beer, and then cube up, um, I, just any kind of steak. I yeah. use I use red meat in it and just cook it for two hours. Yeah. Oh, it sounds but delicious. then the key is to put either French bread or you can make croutons out of it and Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. And so sort of make it like a French yeah. onion soup, but yes. on acid, I like to say. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I could eat and that. And you could even do it. Yes. You could do it without the meat. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Yeah. I really could too. But yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we gotta make that. It's the time of year for it. <laughs> it is the time of year. That for is it. the time of year. That's right. Oh my gosh! Yes, Lovely. I was gonna ask you about that because I'm like, oh my god, it's just so delicious. Oh, anyway, sounds wonderful. And you know, I like to do that. I like to put recipes in my books. And I was just talking to a reader the other day who commented um, that I put my dogs in my books, mm-hmm. and I. I put a, a photo of uh, I've got two dogs now um, one came to me by accident 
and I put them on Instagram and I got a couple of messages from readers saying, oh, it's so fun to see your real dogs because you put them in your books. And mm-hmm. so, and I do that. I put a lot of myself in. Well, yeah. I don't know how authors don't. Yeah. How would you? And your friends and people that you know. Yeah, people that like I know. Like you saying, and, they always show up somewhere. Yeah. Somehow in your book. You know, interesting people, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, quirks that kind of yep. spark my imagination. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. I love it. I love it. I love That's it. Very cool. Oh, this is so fun. Oh my gosh. So get get her latest book, which is called The Stroke of Winter. Because it's gonna be winter now and you know it's perfect and you'll get to see that recipe for that stew that we were just talking about. And um it's a good book. It's a really good book. It, you know, I started with sort of a a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde vibe. Mm-hmm. And um, so kind of explored that a little bit. So that's kind mm-hmm. of the darkness in mm-hmm. it. But I wanted to set a book in the winter because yeah. here we are, you know, in Minnesota and Wharton is, you know, yeah. on Lake Superior and it's winter for much of the year there. And I wanted to show the beauty of that and mm-hmm. how small towns really come together yeah. during those seasons. And Oh, yeah. And then the party on the lake. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, doesn't that sound like it's like the winter carnival in St. Paul, but on Lake Superior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really, it's a fun book. And the, and the book, Metza, okay, I almost mispronounced this, but Metza and Vallow yeah. is a mind twister too. It is I sort of a mind all twister. All your books, that one and the Temperance Dare one are like, whoa, I didn't <laughs> see that coming. I feel like I'm on acid reading this. You know what I mean? Because it's just so wild. But all of our books are good. So my suggestion out there is really just maybe start with Daughters of the Lake. Is yeah. that the first one that you based in Morton? Um, Temperance Dare was the is first sort one. of outside of yeah. Morton. But yeah. it, that's the one that really got me interested in setting mm-hmm. books there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Daughters of the Lake. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's what this new book, I, it might be called The Witches of Santo Stefano. Mm-hmm. But that is a decision that's always made after the book's written. Yeah. And it's, it's a marketing yeah. decision. It and is. I feel like that's that's their thing. Mm-hmm. They figure they can it title out. it, whatever. Yeah. Um but it's a lot like Daughters of the Lake mm-hmm. in terms of it's set in the present day. Um miss there's a mystery in the present day, um, and a love story in the present day. But again, as I did with Daughters of the Lake, there's a love story that's in the past and I I'm in love with these two. Mm-hmm. I am so invested in their story, and I still don't quite know how their story ends. So mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll yeah. see it when I get there. <laughs> and that's how it always goes. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super fun. So anyway, go out there and buy these books and read them because you can get them on Kindle too. And they're just really fun books to read. Um, and if you want to go and like see all the books that you have, it's easier yeah. to go to your website, which yep. is wendykweb.com. Yes. Two Bs, mm-hmm. wendykweb with yep. two Bs.com, because then you'll see your whole collection. And yep. you can order it right from your website, too. Right. Yep, they can right. order from the website. Um, and, yeah, they're all there. I'm not the best at, you know, I have to always call my website person and, mm-hmm. you know, put my events on there. And I, I haven't been the best 
at keeping that up, mm-hmm. I need to do that more because a lot of my readers go to that website and yeah, and so but that's where all the books are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. do that, and and like we said, if you do the first one first, then these characters just keep reappearing in all these just for a snippets. I mean, they're not like in there forever, but yeah, just like Wendy said, you're going, you're at their cafe, and here's the neighbor down the block. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they make an appearance. So it really makes the town come alive. Mm-hmm. I think. It does. Just a little thing like that, like, oh, yeah. there's, yeah. you know, and then the reader will go, oh, I know that person. Right. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they doing now? I know. And, it's so fun. It really is. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we have to plug our, our sibling show. So, everyone, uh, tune into The Calling 2.0 tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the radio, uh, Para-X Radio Network. And tomorrow night, they are talking to... Love and Lotus Tarot tarot with um, Winnie Schrader. So she's going to be at the Para Connection in a week and a half. So tune in because I think it'll be a good show. Awesome. Great. So, yeah, this has been so fun. Oh, it has I been. Just love Thank you. And talking to you. This yes, is yeah. this is awesome. We always have a good time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and we'll and we'll let you know about because we'll have our Halloween show from here too, mm-hmm. and that's coming in about a month, mm-hmm. right? So we will be hearing all the weird and wild, you know, dolls that you were talking oh, about. Oh, we'll I can't wait. I can't and wait. And we usually have paranormal equipment set up because it goes off. And hopefully the communications part will be okay this time. Right. right. I will break my microphone just in case. Yep. We'll be we'll be backup prepared. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I really need but, to experience something like that. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be super cool because we always have fun. And maybe we'll have a few other people too. Yeah. It's always fun to see what interactions we can get but we haven't figured it quite out yet but i will let you know for sure awesome and hopefully you can make it yeah but yeah thank you so much for coming and talking to us thank and telling you us about having- that wild story about the spider and then the you know the whole witchy thing and that is just fascinating, <laughs> fun. It? love it's it it's just fascinating it is everything happens for a reason Mindy. yeah yep i'm yeah i i find that out more often than you think mm-hmm. you know it's like it, it just came about, and then all of a sudden it just, there was like the, the snowball effect. Yeah. So many things kept happening, and I just thought, wow, yeah, I'm on the path. Absolutely. Cool beans. Well, I'm sure we're going to start hearing the music pretty quick. I can't see the actual time, but this has been so much fun. So, like I said, thank you. I hope to see you in, you know, three or four weeks or whenever that is for the halloween show. I'll be done with my next book, so I will have Yes, yes. Yay. And then you can maybe give us a date when it might be published and, you know, whatever. We'll just do that. Cool. So, awesome. All right. So we just want to take a minute to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. And the chat room's been very quiet because I think they've just all been listening really hard because mm-hmm. we have found that lately. Yeah. We must have some really good shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they're just not chatty anymore. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. And for any troops who are listening, thank you for your service. And please be safe wherever you are. Yes. Yes. And going back into the chat room, I just want to send uh, condolences to a member of our chat room who uh, we found out has recently passed away. Mm-hmm. And we want to send condolences to her family. Uh, that was mm-hmm. Kat in our past in our chat room she was with us for a long time and with Parax for a long time yes. as a listener and so we just want to uh, send our condolences to her family absolutely. and um, and wish her the best on her travels absolutely 
And thank you for everybody who's in our chat room tonight. Thanks mm-hmm. for tuning in and everybody out there, wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in and Parax Radio Network. Thank you for hosting us once again. We love being here. And Sarge, the most amazing producer on the Absolutely. planet. Thank you once again for pulling this together and we'll see you all next week. <laughs> good night, everybody. Make it a good one. <laughs>